0: you ever lost a listing have you ever just kind of gotten kicked in the stomach because you felt sure that you got a listing and uh, the rapport was incredible and then they call and tell you they listed with somebody else or even worse they send you an email and tell you they've chosen someone else it hurts man I know it's happened to me tons of times and I hated it and um, so because of that I created a product called a certified listing agent. I got the eight top listing agents in the world and recorded their listing appointments. Everything. No holds barred. No secrets here. Everything. And then after each listing appointment, we uh, discussed it and uh, created a course out of it. It's uh, over 10 hours of intense uh, video. And it's for you to watch and never lose a listing again. Check it out. There's a lot of free samples. You can go in and see kind of what it's like before you uh, sign up for it. Uh, rebusuniversity.com. We also got the the uh, highly popular CTA certified team agent with Jeff Cohn. And that is how to build a massive team. How Jeff went from 80 to 580 units in four years. And uh, what he does behind the scenes. What forms he uses. How his systems are run. Everything. On the CTA Certified Team Agent, and many things to come. If you if you're interested, go to uh, RebusUniversity.com. Put yourself on the mailing list. There, uh, we have a price reduction course. We have a 101 ways to get uh, real estate leads for free. We have an ISA course coming out. Uh, a lead handling course, not not how to lead generate. There's, there's a ton of courses that other people do on that. But this is how to efficiently capture leads and work with them. So uh, they have a couple of courses coming out on that aspect. So anyways, RebusUniversity.com. Check it out, guys. You'll be glad you did. Now on uh, with the show. Okay, Rockstar Nation, boy, we have a super duper guest today. I got Mr. Ross Jeffries on the line and he is a master of persuasion and we're lucky in the real estate community that he is taking his knowledge and what he has learned and embedded into his own psyche, embedded into his own world, he has decided to take that and give it back to the real estate audience and the salesperson audience in uh, helping them become better salespersons, salespeople. You may have heard of Ross. From his prior field, which he's still involved in, which was the act of persuasion in the dating scene, in the pickup artist scene. You know, Tom Cruise played a character that was based on Ross and actually he, he won or he was nominated for an Academy Award. He didn't win it for in Magnolia. Some say Will Ferrell played him in Wedding Crashers. And, That's true. Uh, good. And, and all of that. So he has a ton of background on how to persuade women to, you know, give their phone numbers or to go out on dates or to, you know, eventually have sex with him. And that has now evolved into training real estate agents uh, based on the fact that his parents were real estate agents. So without me giving up too much here, Ross, welcome to Pat Hyman Interviews Real Estate Rockstars.
1: Well, it's my pleasure to be here, and as your audience is listening to me, I don't know where they're listening from or when they're going to listen to this, but as they're recognizing the value of what it is I'm presenting, I just want to say I'm honored to be sharing this mind-blowing information and to be their guide today.
0: That's awesome. So why don't you, other than the the background that I gave, is there any additional bio that you want to give yourself?
1: Well, I would just say a couple of things. I'm a master NLP practitioner and trainer. I'm a master hypnotist. I've been studying both for going on 28 years and one of the things that's always fascinated me is how language can lead and structure human consciousness and that in turn creates decisions and of course we know from decisions comes action and so that's a big chunk of what I do. I'm in love with language. I have been since I can remember and the power of language to either freeze your prospect's world or free it cannot be underestimated. It is very, very uh, deeply powerful, deeply powerful. And again, the other piece that and you already mentioned it, I don't want to hammer the point on too hard. My parents were real estate agents, my mother and my father to supplement our meager income. And they didn't do particularly well at it. They were not good closers. I remember them uh, virtually crying over it saying, you know, that deal fell through that deal fell through. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. But I understand that one of the you're in in a sales, and I'm sure your audience can find their own reasons to agree here, in a profession like sales, you have to deal with chaos, you have to deal with uncertainty, and you have to deal with the fact that people don't trust their ability to make good decisions, especially when it comes to a high-dollar investment like a home. So one of the big principles I'll give, and then we'll get down into the nitty-gritty, is you're not really selling um yes you're selling your services but really you're selling feelings and decisions and good feelings about decisions wow and we'll get into that and unpack that word for word so people uh my hope is and in fact my my prediction is people will come away from this podcast with actual usable stuff that can go out and, and test for themselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's And that's what I, I'm proud of about this podcast is we try to give as much meat and potatoes as we can, like exact how-tos. And actually, you were one of the the founders. or uh, That's an odd word to say, but you were one of the first people that actually started coming out and saying, if you say these words, it will most likely lead... To this, and then if you say these words, it will most likely lead to this. And Neil Strauss outlined this in in his best selling book, The Game, right, where you two were pickup artists, right, and you developed scripts well, and techniques.
1: Was, he was, let me just say, he was a fledgling. He was just a beginner, and I took him under my wing. So he started out as a student. I don't want to, anyway, allow you to imply that he was my equal. <laughs>
0: So you taught him what he knew. He wrote a book about it. And basically, then he went on to write other books about, you know, exact ways to do it. And so what I've thought that would be a great thing to do, and let me know if you're cool with this, going back to giving meat and potatoes, is that what if I related this to real estate? And rather than it had to do with picking up girls, it had to do with real estate. So will you list your house with me? Will you buy a house for me? If I just started throwing out some... Common objections and some common questions, and you can tell us exactly how to do them with NLP and hypnosis. I will.
1: Before I do, one thing you'll find uh, that's different about me is I will absolutely give you word for word things uh, that you can use and immediately go out and see results. Uh, But if all you do is just copy what I say, you'll get great results. If you understand the principles that power them, which I'll also take effort and time to explain then you're, see, you're going to see those results really multiply. If you know what a tool is designed to do, then you can use it with maximum effectiveness and sooner or later you can make up your own scripts and wording. Okay. But I'm happy to do it word for word.
0: Let's crush it. This is going to be a blast. This is going That's to be fun. fun. So, So first we'll go with sellers and then we'll go with buyers, okay? Sure. So the first part of, I think, where agents go wrong or where agents have an opportunity to start building rapport and start you know using NLP or hypnosis or whatever you want to call it persuasion to get the the sellers to like them are on a listing appointment while they're walking around the house with the seller. It's a first opportunity where a lot of dead silent time can happen where they're like, here's this room, here's the basement. What are some exact things that the agents can start saying to get these people to like them before they sit down and get into yeah. any of the nitty gritty? Well, one of the
1: things you want to do is, and the really, really important number one tool is to use what I call embedded commands. Embedded commands are hypnotic suggestions that are placed within what seems like an innocent, normal Conversation and they're not really caught consciously, but the unconscious mind hears them and translates them into a pattern of thinking, and from that pattern of thinking, decisions, and from the decisions, actions. So, for example, if you you're saying that the agent has already got the listing, they're walking. No, no, no,
0: no. They get they get a call. They say, "Hey, you know, uh, I want to interview for this listing appointment. Okay, and I'm interviewing two other agents. Right, and they just show up at the house." first time they ever met these people what words should they say
1: well first of all i'd introduce myself you know and then i would say something along the lines of you know uh, as you stop and think about what would make you most comfortable in a relationship with an agent and then what you do is you subtly point to yourself i don't know what which of those will begin to most strongly come up as we're doing the walkthrough together but i'm really happy to be here and to be of service to you now Let's back up and look at the wording there because it yeah, sounds please. like a, a lot of gobbledygook. Yeah, it didn't,
0: it, yeah it didn't, it, it, to me it just sounded normal, yes. right? It didn't yeah, sound well, like anything.
1: It, no, 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 no. Um, right. As we're doing this walkthrough today, as we're doing this walkthrough today, that's a pacing statement. That's mm-hmm. an obvious statement that the mind has to see is true. I mean, you're not flapping your wings and flying. That's what you're doing. So the mind says, true statement. Got it. As we're doing this walkthrough today, I don't know when you, I don't know when you stop. Stop is what I call a command word. It actually gets people to stop their train of thought. I don't know. Yes. I don't know when you'll stop and think about what you want in the ideal relationship with an agent. Now think about what you want in the ideal relationship with a student, with a, with an agent that is embedded command. You're commanding them to think about what they want. So it's actually a command to go inside their consciousness, Mm. picture, imagine hear what it is they want to an agent, and then you link it to yourself. So as we're doing the walkthrough today, I don't know when you stop and think about the ideal relationship you want with an agent. But as that's happening today, I want you to know I'm happy to be of service to you. And then the other suggestion is as that's happening today, Mm. So you're giving them the suggestion to stop, go inside their mind, imagine having the perfect relationship with you, and then giving them the suggestion that as that happens today. Now, that suggestion, as that happens today, we're not saying as that happens 15 minutes from now. We're not saying when exactly it'll happen. So it gives the unconscious mind what I call the appearance, the illusion of participation. They're going to have that thought. So what you're doing in the first minute, the ma- it essentially, it translates to this: I command you to go inside your imagination, imagine having the ideal relationship with the ideal agent, apply that to me, and continue to apply it as we're walking through the house together.
0: <laughs> wow!
1: So if you, I, I were love to it, to, yeah. If I now you're doing that in the first sentence. Now, I want you all out there in the audience to stop and just give me some pl- room here to sort of. Um, Give me some slack on the line here, so to speak. What would it be like for your business if you really could just, and I realize this sounds far out, within the first minute, get your client to continually imagine the ideal relationship with an agent mm. and link it to the activity of doing the walkthrough. So during the entire walkthrough, on the unconscious level, I'm not saying they'll be doing it consciously, yeah. but on the unconscious level, they are pretty consistently thinking that you're the ideal agent. And you you can do this within one sentence. I'm not saying now, and I just want to preface something here, Pat. Some of what I'm going to be presenting on the podcast is going to seem like what you already know, listeners. Some of it will seem a little far out. Some of it is going to sound like it's crazy gobbledygook from Mars. And I want to challenge you that when you hear the crazy stuff, what appears to be crazy, get curious. And here's why. It's the very ways of thinking, feeling, acting, and behaving that stand far outside of what you're used to doing that hold the potential of gaining results that are far outside of what you've been used to having. Mm. You have to break the old mindset in order to uh, to have a completely new understanding of what persuasion is and how the mind works to get exponential results.
0: So you got to believe, right, that this is going to work. And let's just say that you don't even have to believe it. You just have
1: to give it a fair shot. Right. I've had, I'm telling you, I've had students try my stuff and they come back to me and say, I didn't I have to confess, Ross. I didn't believe it would work, but it did.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. So, so you're okay. So you, you've said that statement or two right there. You start walking up the steps to the bedroom. You're seeing pictures on the wall of their family, of Of different trophies in their house, different things like that. What are some specific embedded commands or uh, neuro linguistic programming that you could use to continue to get them to eventually sign with you? While you're seeing all this,
1: I wouldn't do the old stuff. You know the old saying, uh, talk about the fish on the wall.
0: Mm. So you're saying that's BS. uh,
1: I wouldn't do that at all. You wouldn't do it. Okay. Okay. okay, Good. If they had pictures of their children, um, I would say something like you must feel very proud and very good to have to have um, to have beautiful children. You must feel you must feel very proud and really connected to uh, these members of your family. And what you do is you very subtly point. I know this sounds crazy. when you talk about feel proud and really connected. You do a subtle point to yourself. It's not calling in an airstrike. It's a very subtle gesture that links those feelings to you.
0: Wow! Or if they,
1: show, if they have trophies and shows their show their accomplishments, I would say something like, "Wow, it really is great to feel like a winner." And what I would then do is anchor that by <laughs> touching them on the shoulder. And so I'd set an anchor. I just touch them on the shoulder when I talk about it. Really must great. It really must be great to. Here comes the command, feel like a winner. And when I see them respond to that, I just lightly will um, tap them on the wrist. And then whenever I want them to feel like a winner, I tap them on the wrist. Now, again, I know this sounds impossible pseudo-nonsense, but, you know, just give it a shot. No, yeah,
0: I I don't don't think so at all. I mean, that's why you're famous for what you're famous for, uh, because you know what you're talking about. So, now you said— The basic
1: formula—hold on, Pat. The basic formula is— Take something observable in the environment, elicit good feelings from the client, and then link those good feelings to you, either by using embedded commands, a subtle pointing to yourself, or a physical anchor. There are three ways to do it, any one of which will work.
0: Okay, so a subtle point to yourself, which is what? You take your finger and kind of bend it and don't smile, yeah. but just point to your face? or No, you, you
1: point to your chest, just a very subtle touch. Like okay. you tap, you tap your chest so small uh, that to consciously notice it, you would have to have your eye like three inches away. The unconscious picks up subtle things, not. Uh, so you want to do this on a subtle level, so the conscious mind doesn't pick it up. So, and for though, and, and trust me, you won't get caught. Uh, I've had my students use this on people who happen to be hypnotists, and they never get caught.
0: Wow. So a subtle point is one. The second one is a tap. On the wrist, which I've heard before, you know, somewhere between yeah. the elbow and the hand, you tap, your anchor in them, and then y- you may do that a couple more times, right, throughout the...
1: And then the other one is what I call the subtle head nod. When you give the command, feel like a winner, I very, very, very slightly nod my head. And if you see them do that subtle head nod back, you know you've got them. It's a very subtle movement. Just a very slightest nod of the head. Not like a big noticeable one, but it's so slight... Someone would have to be right up in your face to consciously notice it. And then you've got another anchor. You don't even have to touch them or say anything. All you have to do is go into a little bit of that state of feeling like a winner for yourself and suddenly nod your head. And that'll fire off the anchor of feeling like a winner. So when you have the listing agreement, you say, you know, uh, it makes me feel proud to know that I've, I've helped someone make a really great and profitable decision. And then slightly nod your head and they're going to feel like a winner. Then hand them the pen.
0: (laughs) Wow. Okay. So, so, you know, just to, to dumb it down here, how many times should one be doing these anchors uh, throughout this? Let's just say it's a 90 minute process by the time you enter the house to the time that you close the deal and get them to sign the listing presentation.
1: Well, you have to you have to calibrate and watch the person you're dealing with, but this is also a process of letting them talk, eliciting information, uh, and and showing that you understand. I guess basically, when people want to sell their house, you know, they're looking for um, qualified buyer, top price, and someone who's going to take care of all the negotiating and all the paperwork. That sort of thing. So, I would also, as I'm sh- showing the, um, as they're walking me through the house, I would say um, something along the lines of, This is, this is really a beautiful place. I- I'm just thinking when you stop and think about what someone would, what would make someone to really want to buy this house, what do you think are the best features? Let them tell you what they think the best features of the house are. It, and then you take those features and you repeat them back. So if they say the best features are um, the family room or the warm feeling, whatever it is, you say, yeah, I get it. Any home that has a warm feeling and and then repeat the terms they're using, use their exact wording, is definitely definitely going to fetch a pretty penny and do the little head nod again. Wow. So what you want to do is ask a question that elicits the value they place on the home. And then you want to do that subtle little head nod. So you've got that, you've got that down.
0: Okay. So now you've anchored me, let's say three or four times. We're walking around the house. You've touched me on the wrist. You know, we've got this, I feel like for some reason I like you and I don't know why. Right. Cause I just met you and the other two agents I like too. but, but I have a connection to you and I can't figure out why. Right. And I'm, we sit down at the kitchen table I go over the price, I go over, you know, marketing blah 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 blah, right? Now we get down to the nitty-gritty. Now, I'm going to play the seller and you're going to play the real estate agent, right? So Ross is the real estate agent, Pat is the seller, right? And you've Ross has just said to Pat, it's gotten to the point where uh, let's just say you've done your whole presentation and you're getting ready to ask me to sign the paperwork. And I'm Don't ask Okay. Never ask. There we go.
1: We have an automated no mechanism, particularly when money is concerned. So I would say something like before we sign, um, before you gladly sign this agreement today, hmm. I just want to know if there are any other questions that will allow you to feel even better about doing so now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. So let's keep going. So and, keep, and you're going to Wait, wait, wait. wait let me dissect that. So. Yeah. Before you sign this agreement today, there's the embedded command. And before is what we call a presupposition of time. The presupposition of time, they are um, while, as, before, after. There are a few more. But they presuppose that anything that follows is going to be true. So you're, getting, uh, you're saying before, before we, so you're getting on their side, not you. Before we sign this agreement today, I just want to know if there's anything else you need to know to recognize you're making a really great decision. There's the suggestion. You're making a really great decision.
0: Hmm. Well, Ross, I have one more agent to interview.
1: You know, I agree that it's important to make sure you make the best choice in an agent and point to yourself. So I agree, it's important that you make the best choice in an agent. And that's because you have the ability to recognize and take an opportunity right now. (laughs) Now, this is what we call agreement frames. So you say, I agree, it's important to be sure you're picking the right agent. There's the command, there's the suggestion, you're picking the right agent. And then you put a false cause and effect, and that's because... You recognize you're making a great decision now. Now, what I'm essentially doing, saying, without saying it, is I don't say it directly. I use commands and suggestions. What I'm essentially saying is there's no need to look any further. You recognize that I'm the best person for you, and the proof that you recognize I'm the best person for you is you sign right now. You don't ever want to put down the decision. You don't want to say, well... You know, hesitating is not a good idea or or uh, beg for it by saying, you know, come on, why are you hesitating? Because that'll just give them more reasons to tell you why they're hesitating. And certainly uh, you don't want to let them speak to other people. Because um, if you let them speak to other people, decision delayed is decision de- denied. Whoa. There isn't there, a decision delayed is a decision denied so I don't want to have my clients bear the burden of making a decision. I want to suggest a decision to them because here's the thing. When it comes to big money, things like a house people, it's not that people don't necessarily trust you or that they don't understand the technical details. That's maybe 25%. Nowadays, 75% of it is people just don't know how to trust themselves that they're making a good decision when it comes to high ticket items. And for good reason. Thinking about the real estate crash of 2008 mm-hmm. when people who thought they were making a, the number one best investment decision lost their shirts.
0: Mm, yeah. So we're so, so what happens next? Like you say that and I'm, I'm, I'm nodding my head, right? But hand them the pen, just hand them the pen,
1: hand them the pen, nod your head, uh, and watch what happens. Half the time, Half the time, you will close them despite that objection. The other half requires a, a complex thing. Uh, um, everyone has a business card, correct? You should have a business card. And this is a complex thing that I think most – this is advanced technique. Yes, please. Uh, well, uh, people – this is one where people are not going to get it by listening to it. But uh, but they can they, try it like you said. They can try It says, you say something that I understand at some point in the next 24 hours when you stop and remember this great conversation we had, you might find yourself thinking, you know, I want to go with Pat and you'll look for my number right here on this card. That's loaded with embedded commands and suggestions. It would take me two or three hours to unpack it. And I think what the listener ought to do is is just. Listen to this part of the podcast and write write that down word for word. I don't have time to back it. But it's a trick I used to do with women uh, who weren't sure that they wanted to go out with me. They would say, give me your number. And whenever I just gave them my number, they never called. But when I gave this post-hypnotic suggestion that at some point they were going to stop and think about the conversation and then think to themselves, I want to talk to that guy again. you got to call him and you'll reach for my number. About half the time they did. Hmm. So uh, you don't want to let your clients bear the burden of making a decision. (laughs) And if that sounds manipulative, it can be used in a destructive way. I just have to trust that your listeners – you know, here's the thing, Pat. When I do um, my trainings for for businesses – Brokerages, or when I do a talk, or even when it's just a private one on one training, I emphasize the difference between persuasion and manipulation. And I think one of the things about persuasion that's really beautiful, it takes people who are stuck on autopilot, stuck on the autopilot of hesitation, and it gets that barrier out of their way. And you have to believe, therefore, that the service you're offering really, really is good. If you don't believe that you have the skills, then go back and work on your skills. See what I mean? So yeah, uh, we could do three podcasts on just mindset alone. I do an extensive training right. on that. But yeah, I think, th- I think
0: I think everything we learn that is persuasion is manipulation. I mean, it's a it's it, it's kind of a gray word. You know, persuasion in itself is a gray word. I mean, manipulation is a negative word. I think. But I it's, think it's the I same think
1: thing. No, I, I I'm going to disagree with you respectfully. Most people, whether they know it or not, when they use the word manipulation, they're thinking of one of the following three or four things. Number one, misrepresenting the facts. Okay. In the case of an agent, they would say, I know I can get you at least a million dollars for this home. And they know that's impossible. Misrepresenting facts, leaving out or failure to disclose material facts. Right. For example, you don't disclose the fact that you're about to lose your license. Number three Pushing down really hard on people's feelings of shame or fear. Mm. Uh, and number four, coercion. If you don't do this, I'm going to do that.
0: Okay, so you're so, saying that's manipulation. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. You can
1: leave yeah. all that out. Just define persuasion as the art of being crafty in the service of a truth that serves both you and the other party. There's no, You can be truthful and be crafty at the same time. That split that people make in their mind, you've got to heal that split. That's a big part of the mindset course I teach is, is heal that split that's either or that says either you're crafty or you're truthful. No, my friends, you can be crafty in the service of truth and a truth that serves your client even better than you thought it could. Because I'm going to say it again. When it comes to big money, people don't know how to make a good decision.
0: Wow. percent of people. So, Ross, let's do one more on listing, and then we're going to jump into buyers. So the, big, the second biggest one, other than I want to think about or I want to interview more agents that, that our audience gets, is your commission is too high. And without going in specifics, just, let's just say that Ross, the agent, has said, here's my commission. And Pat, the seller, has said, you know, Ross, uh, I, I don't know if I, I think that commission's too high
1: i don't uh, want to pay can I ask you i just want to ask you a question before i answer this is there a standard commission or is commission it's been a long uh, yeah commission is, it,
0: is, negotiable, right?
1: it is, it is negotiable it
0: is it is it is absolutely 100 percent negotiable
1: okay i understand that but what's what what would be a typical commission like eight percent five percent well
0: 10%? yeah uh i Yeah. Unfortunately on the show, because I'm a licensed broker, I can't give you an exact amount, but let's just say, you know, let's just call it X percent and you want to get 1% more. So I'm going to say to you, I'm going to say, Ross, that commission is 1% too high. Uh, Other agents out there offered it to me at 1% less.
1: I would say something like, listen, I understand the value of wanting to save money and get the best bang for your buck. So I would start by patient. I understand the value of wanting to save money and getting the best bang for your buck. But when you stop and recognize that I'm not the higher price agent, I'm the lowest risk opportunity. You might then consider how much you might then consider how much more you're going to get by going with the most skilled and talented person. So you reframe it that it's not about the money. It's about low risk and it's about someone who's going to give them the biggest return. What they're really looking for, here's the thing. You want to reframe it and ask what is the real thing that they're looking for? Really, what they're looking for is to make the most money when they sell their house. So it's a balance between them paying a lower commission or you fetching a much higher price. Do you understand? Yeah. yeah so yeah. what you're doing, so you're getting rapport by saying, I agree it's important to save money, but even more importantly, to get the biggest bang for your buck. Hmm. So while I understand it could have been the choice that you go for the lowest paid person, maybe now you can find your own reasons to see that the more highly compensated person is the one who can deliver the best. Uh, And it sounds like it's meaningless, but in fact, it's loaded with suggestions for people uh, to see. It's reframing it. So they're not seeing you as the most expensive, they're seeing you as the lowest risk and the highest return on their investment.
0: Okay, so let's flip over to buyers now. I think that the where most of our agents—not most—I shouldn't say where a lot of agents struggle today—is not necessarily when they meet. A buyer, getting that buyer to like them and buy a house from them. Because I think their chances increase by a hundredfold if they meet them and they talk to them and they can it's spend the time with them. The, well, the biggest challenge comes from the time they talk to them on the phone to getting to meet them. So I was wondering if you could maybe give us some yeah, suggestions on well, phone well, conversations.
1: I also have clients in the financial planning and wealth management business, and their biggest challenge is what they call onboarding. So you're talking about onboarding, getting people to come from a phone call to a face-to-face meeting. Yes, help us with
0: that. Yes, help us. Yeah,
1: it's called onboarding. And you want to know how to do that with buyers.
0: Yes, yes. Someone calls Uh, and they say, you know, Ross, uh, how much is this house? You tell them the price. They're like, all right, thanks, thanks. And getting ready to say goodbye. And you're like, hey, but I can sell you something else. You know, let's work together. What do you
1: mean? Wait, 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 wait. I'm not understanding that. Okay. But that may not be the so run to that again because okay. yeah
0: yeah go ahead so let's say you're the agent and pat is the buyer and i call mm-hmm. you and i say hey ross you know i saw this house on one two three umpty ump street how much that you have for sale can you tell me how much it is yeah
1: and then i would you, you t- i would say i would say well before we talk about um before we talk about the before we talk about that why don't, uh, just to make sure that the, before we talk about that, because, you know, I'll admit this may not be, this may not be right for you. So you want to get rapport before we talk about that, because I admit it may not be the investment you're looking for. Why don't you tell me, um, the things that you find of greatest value in, in, in a home that you'd really like to buy. And then I can work with you to see if it fits because even if it doesn't, we've got plenty that do. So elicit from them what they're looking for. What is it that they? What are the values they find most in a, a most interest in a home? And do you understand? Yeah, uh, no, uh, I
0: understand, and I think that most of our agents get that. You know where yeah. they struggle is nowadays with the way the internet is and the the systems, the way they're set up, that the MLS is now public, that the consumer can get emails every day of every new house that comes on that fits exactly their criteria. So they don't really need the agent on the phone they can say they just say, tell me tell me what you like and i'll send you some listings over email and they're like okay fine or they'll say you know no that's all right i'm already getting them from six different agents or getting them from zillow or realtor.com or right. whatever so i think that the right. key is how do you go from okay tell me what you like about a house right. to we need to meet
1: right you know the here's the truth of the matter I had the exact word-for-word word languaging for onboarding, for financial planners, and for wealth management people, and I really don't. Uh, I, I don't have that one memorized by heart, but it's so excellent. I don't want to improvise. So um, so I'm not sure exactly how, how I can address that one. There's a yeah. way to do And I'm not teasing. There's a word-for-word word way. You know what? If, you'll, if you will... Give me a moment. I may be able to find that exact conversation and pull it up. Let's go ahead with other questions. Yeah, go ahead. and, and, then, and find find We'll come it. back to that. It, this is from this financial planner. Yeah, this financial planner is in the 90-day program, but I could always send it to you when I find yeah, it Yeah, you could correct. send
0: it, and I could post okay. it on I'll uh, Hyben Digital after
1: that. Okay. But it's, it's working like gangbusters for him okay. in the okay. wealth management business. I assume – Uh, And I think probably quite accurately it would work in the real estate business
0: as well. Okay, so now let's take it to where you've actually got the appointment. You're meeting them the first time. Or let's just say you're showing them a house, right? Right. You're, You're showing them a house and you want they you know they're not gonna like the house or they don't like the house, so they're not gonna buy that house, but you know no. you could make a commission by selling them another house yeah and you just have to convince them to the for them to pick you as their buyer agent right he's, what' he's are, the same you use the same
1: kind of in, uh, capturing the imagination, shaping the decision and basically the same languaging that you would use when you work with um Uh, a seller it's the same thing capture and lead the imagination anchor them uh to making a great decision fire off the anchors use embedded commands and suggestions but you can take virtually take word for word the same language that you would use with a potential seller it's 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 virtually the same thing wow it's virtually the same thing uh and and you may have to pace if they say you know it's really not what we're looking for you say hey um You know, one of the things about knowing that you're working with someone who's working in your interests is they understand your needs. And if something isn't right, it's 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 perfectly fine to look at something else and in a way that feels good for you and nod your head. So you want to pace it. You want to pace it. You don't want to argue with them. It's a big decision. So you want to pace that they're not they don't like that one. And what you say is, you know, one of the things that can let you know you're working with someone who you really like and can get you what you want is they don't push you or press you when you see it it doesn't it's it's not a perfect fit. So uh, so you paste them like that, you you paste them, not paste, but paste them like that. But remember we're prefacing it by saying one of the things that lets you know you're working with someone you really want. There's a suggestion is they share with you the recognition that this investment isn't right for you. So this is what I call a reverse, this is really complex and I'm sorry, folks. It's what I call a reverse cause and effect. You're taking the behavior of them not wanting it and the, and the meaning you're giving to them not wanting it is that they actually like you more as an agent. So again, you're taking the behavior of them deciding they don't want it and through post-hypnotic suggestion, you're creating what I call reverse cause and effect and the meaning they assigned to not wanting it, isn't, oh, he's a lousy agent. The meaning they assign to it is, oh, this is really the person who can take me where I do want to go. Uh, let me simplify it really down pat. Yeah, please. Here yeah. is the principle. People will not accept that you're an expert on where they should go until you first establish you're an expert on where they currently are. So you've got to paste the fact that, yeah, they don't like that house, and then link it to the meaning of, That only means that they want to keep looking with you because you're the best choice. I know that sounds impossible, uh, but that's, in fact, how it works. Meaning, let me give you a, a clue. Meaning is very fluid and very flexible, and meaning can be arbitrary. The meaning that people give to a decision, whether it's positive or negative, can be shaped by you. Hmm. Are you there with me?
0: Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And it's shaped by you through words.
1: Right. And if you don't control the meaning, their autopilot response that you're they're used to having will almost always rise up from the pit and take control of the meaning. <laughs>
0: that's interesting it's fascinating and and i see what some of what you're doing is you're kind of you're doing uh what some salespeople will call the takeaway where you're you're you know taking away that they could possibly not use you
1: see that's an old technique no no what i'm doing is linking the decision not to buy that house to the meaning that you are even better person to guide them to the house they like it's not taking it away a takeaway is Is, I assume, is when you get the contract, say, you know, this really isn't right for you. Pretend to start to rip it up. You're not doing a takeaway. You're doing a pace. You're pacing that they don't like it. And the meaning of that, rather than the meaning being, the default meaning would be, you know, they're not really the right agent for me. Instead, you're giving them the suggestion that the meaning of they're not liking the house is that they do like you even more as their agent. It's, it's much different. The old stuff doesn't work anymore because people have become sophisticated. They're used to it. And remember this, a tactic identified as a tactic disarmed. Wow. And in their mind, they're thinking, eh, I know this one. He's Suddenly you're going to actually break rapport. They're going to feel, this jerk thinks we're stupid. Instead, you're taking the unconscious mind. I'll say it one more time. You're taking the behavior they're doing, which is deciding they don't like the house. And rather than the meaning they would naturally give it, which is we may as well give up working with this guy. The meaning they're going to give it is they want to work with you even more. Now, I want you all listening to stop. What number would you put on? What number would you put on? Or could you imagine a number? How would it improve your sales? if when a client gave you a behavior you didn't like, it caused them to believe that you're an even better representative for them. And so they were even more suggestible the next opportunity you showed them. That would change the entire game. As much as some of these things may sound complex and difficult, they're actually easy when you let me teach you how to apply them. And when you see the results, your skepticism will fade very quickly. Remember, this is, this. I can't, let me give you a metaphor, because I like to teach you metaphors. Columbus, what did people tell Columbus would happen if he uh, continued to sail where he wanted to sail?
0: He'd fall off the edge.
1: He didn't fall off the edge. He sailed off the edge of their map, and he found uh, a new world. Right. So if you want to find a new world of success for yourself, you've got to sail off the map of the old ways of the thinking. The old sure ways you of thinking.
0: Pay. I gotcha. And, and that some some of draw. the people and a lot of a lot of the real estate training and sales training out there is very old school. Let me let yeah. me address one thing with you. You you know in the past you've talked about building rapport, or you're basically uh, doing what you say, where you're you're putting them in a position where they feel you're the most trusted advisor for them right.
1: from no a negative
0: situation, no matter right. what the situation is.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because. The unconscious mind is always looking for meaning everywhere, Anyway, we are meaning making creatures. That's what we do. So since their mind is going to pick a meaning, why not help them pick the meaning that serves you and them, which is having you as the agent. Now for this, any of this to work, you really have to uh, get the mindset. And again, I'm really proud of that training is you have, you have to have the mindset that you're the best choice.
0: Mm. So, um, can you give us maybe two or three other neurolinguistic programming techniques that agents out there can use that are just simple simple little tips to get their clients to like them better and want to do business with them?
1: Well, what I yeah, I think it's more interesting to delve into two simple tips about your mindset. Because let's face it, of the results you're going to get are the techniques I'm giving you, but 50% is your mindset. I'm going to give you one because I've modeled champion salespeople from every field. I'm going to give you one that blows your mind. And here's this one. Here it is. I'm interested in my sales, but I'm invested in my skills. I'm interested in the sale, but I'm invested in my skills. People who are champions Mm. have that attitude. People who are mediocre or average are so invested in that one sale that it just unconsciously on the energetic level, it feels like they're pressing and pushing. And when you press and when you push in sales, you know what happens. So let me give you the the picturesque metaphor. In a breakfast of bacon and eggs, Mm. the chicken is interested and the pig is invested. (laughs) Do you understand?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I've heard that before. That's that's awesome. I love that. Yeah.
1: And I'll I'll just give you uh, one more, and that is to pick the right kind of confidence. Uh, Very quickly, there's what I call performance confidence, which means you've done things right 10,000 times. 10,001 seems an easy thing to do. There's rehearsal confidence, where you go into an altered state and you rehearse it through your own eyes and the eyes of the person who's going to be responding. And then there's what I call acceptance confidence. You simply accept that you're uncertain and rather than fight it, you let it flow through you. And at any given time, depending on your level of development, one or more of those may serve you better. If someone has real issues with performance confidence, I'm not going to push them into a difficult situation. I'm going to first teach them some very unique methods of rehearsal confidence so they embed it in their mind and i have some unique i don't want to give that one away but there's some u- unique things i've discovered in in mental rehearsal and visualization there are two missing pieces uh, that other people will teach us just don't get and uh, let me just back this up i discovered this by working with the most hard case i would have to say basket case guys who would come to my events and just were totally stuck and could not talk to a woman to save their lives. I had to crack that learned helplessness. And so I figured out uh, these particular shifts and how to visualize to to crack that. So if I can take a guy who's never talked to a woman in his life and using this technique, get him to be a someone who, well, let me say it, can pick up women <laughs> very successfully, I can help an agent change their, I can help anyone change their motivation for the better.
0: Mm. It's all done through affirmations and and beliefs. Well, and
1: affirmations, unless you do them right, don't work. Uh, so,
0: um, so talk to me about that. What do you, What do you mean? I mean, you did was it, that was an affirmation you said before, right? About the invested in the knowledge.
1: No, that was a principle. That was that a principle. Was oh, it
0: sounded that like was, okay.
1: That was an axiom or an a principle. Axiom,
0: yeah. So, what would a what would a typical affirmation be for an agent? Uh, that say is uncomfortable talking okay. to people. Yeah.
1: Okay. I would use the following I, I'm just going to give away, I don't want to give away all the mindset course, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you uh, w- three magic words. Thank you. How'd you like to know three magic words that will totally blow away your former lack of confidence in yourself? Yes. Okay. Here's the magic words up until now. So you take the limitation, you acknowledge it, but you put it in the past. So if someone comes to me and says, you know, I just don't know how to be good at closing. Uh, I'm good at doing the showing. I'm good at doing the list. I just am not good at being a closer. I would say, try thinking, try saying this up until now, it was the case that I wasn't a good closer up until now. It was the case. The minute you use those words up until now, it, puts, it acknowledges the problem, but it puts it into the past. Mm. When someone says, I'm just not a good closer, it's what I call non-specified through time and it's bound to their identity. When you say, I'm just not a good closer, is that a statement about your past? Is it a pledge about your future? Or it is a truth that you observe about yourself now? Well, because it's not specified in time, the unconscious mind says all of them are true. And you just wind up gluing it back to yourself. Hmm. By acknowledging the problem and then using the words, Up until now, it was the case that I didn't have the skills to be a good closer. And then you add in the following words, And now I claim my ability to learn to be a fantastic closer. So then you tack onto it what I call ownership language. Uh, it's not useful to say, I want a million dollars right? because want is a condition of lack. But if you say, I claim my million dollars, notice the difference. When you go to, mm. have you ever used a valet for your parking? Yes. Do they give you a want check or a claim check?
0: <laughs> claim check.
1: That's right. Because it, you yeah. have ownership of it.
0: Yes. Your so when you
1: use, yeah, when you say I want success as an agent, first of all, you're disowning it. You're not saying my. So if you say I want success in an agent and then say I want my success as an agent and then you say I claim my success as an agent, they're much different. The third one is much more powerful. So those are two key distinctions that make affirmations actually work that, again, I think I'm unique in discovering. You use those three magic words to bind the limitation in time. And then you use what I call ownership language. Ownership language are words like claim, create, come from. So you could say I come from my superior skills as an agent who closes deals.
0: Yeah, I like it. And then you claim the, the ability to become an excellent closer.
1: Yes, I claim my ability.
0: My ability.
1: To become an excellent closer now. Now. This, open, yeah. this here's what this does. It takes a narrow pathway that you've been digging for yourself, depotentiates that pathway, and opens up all the neuro neuro circuits you need to grab for your success. Because here's an interesting thing: uh, when I used to teach meditation, I used to bring up a, a point. There was a time in human history when people didn't grasp the concept of zero. I think it was the Chinese who first discovered the concept of zero understanding zero enables what mathematics banking everything but at some point in time human no human mind understood zero but all the circuitry was there all the brain circuitry was there to understand that concept someone just had to come up with it so all the brain circuitry you need to take on new concepts new skills new ways of responding and behaving they're there the wiring is there. You just haven't yet found a way to get to them or a, or a good guide to make sure you get there quickly.
0: Yeah, I love it. Up until now,
1: Up I have Up until now. I, Up until now, it was the case... It
0: was the case. Up until now, it was a case that I wasn't that, a great closer.
1: And now, and I now. claim my ability...
0: And now, I claim my ability...
1: To have my learning...
0: To have my learning
1: and claim my skills and claim my skills to become a fantastic closer.
0: To become a fantastic closer.
1: Now, listen to me, Pat. Will that by itself create the skills you need? Absolutely not. But will open the possibility, it will open the gates of quickly learning the skills that you want, that you claim. Right. I'm not saying that'll magically, you know, like this BS, the secret I would like to take. No, I should, Some people listening believe in it. So I don't want to break reports.
0: Yeah, no, that's all right. I mean, it's
1: the world. Sad. Let me put it this way. My experience in working with people and healing and persuading and has taught me that the world, the universe is not your private wishing. Well, it doesn't work like that.
0: Mm. Yeah. You can't just sit in the middle of your living room floor and say, I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. And expect money to fall out of the roof. I mean, you got to get off your ass and, 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 and work for it and do something. And you're saying, you can't just say, I'm an excellent closer, I'm an excellent closer, I'm an excellent closer. You can use your affirmations and then go out and claim uh, the knowledge that exists right. out there on how right. to specifically close right. better.
1: Right. So rather than making it about uh, your identity, you make it about actions you have to take. If you just make it about your magical identity, you'll sit there and hallucinate that you uh, that you are. But when you make it about claiming a set of skills and actions and behaviors, it'll power you to take on those skills, actions, and behaviors, and it'll uh, it'll help you to recognize which choices are the right ones to do to do that. Wow. Speaking of, speaking of which, if I could interject this, uh, I don't again I don't know when the listener is hearing this because podcasts can be listened to. <laughs> every, every and time, But each month I put aside four slots to give free Skype strategy sessions to discover how I can help you. If you have an organization and you'd like me to come in and train, if you'd like me to train you one-on-one, if you have a group and you're looking for speakers and my, as you can imagine, my calendar is very busy. That's, that's no BS. So I open up, I only have four spaces per month because I'm very busy doing other stuff. So if you want to get a free Skype consult with me, a strategy session, go to consultross.com forward slash free, consultross.com forward slash free. And again, no matter when you're listening, just recognize two things. I really do have limited time. And the other thing is, I'm sure you'll find yourself agreeing that it's the people who take action in life that win. It's that 10% who take action who get 90% of the results. So I do, if I have the time and I can work with you and you're listening to the audience, I extend the opportunity.
0: That's amazing. And if you guys listen to just his last three or four sentences on half mode, uh, and pay attention exactly what he said. You'll notice he he used several embedded commands in there and several um, persuasive techniques that he just told us about throughout this the whole presentation here. So there's you can pretty much listen to everything that Ross said in this presentation That's over correct. and over again and use it whether you're trying That's to correct. persuade you know That's anybody correct. in life. So
1: well, one important thing a really powerful persuasion ultimately is powered by the truth. And the truth of the matter is I am extremely busy and I really do only have four slots. And that's that's the truth.
0: Yeah, And yeah,
1: also, yeah, yeah. also, I'm pacing with a true statement. I'm using three truisms. The final truism, and you know this to be true, it's the winners. who The winners are the people who take action in life, the people who hesitate. As one of my mentors say it, said, He who hesitates waits and waits and waits. (laughs) (laughs) It's up to you to decide your own reasons to take me up on the opportunity.
0: That's awesome. And I'm going to put all of Ross's information on hybendigital.com backslash Ross Jeffries, J-E-F-F-R-I-E-S. Everything we talked about, Ross's website, uh, the ability to sign up for his uh, a Skype interview yeah. if you want to, everything will be on hybendigital.com backslash Ross Jeffries. Ross, thanks so much.
1: I, I owe you something. Yeah, please. What, I, what I'd like to do is um, give me a day and I'll find that consult that I did with the client and uh, he's actually in a paid program and I'll give you the word for word languaging that we're, we're now using with him to onboard clients for the financial management and wealth planning. But it's essentially the same thing.
0: Yes, I, we would okay. love that. I Thank you so much for that.
1: All right. So remember, it's consultross.com forward slash free.
0: All right, Ross. Well, listen, if I'm ever in your area, I'll look you up and we can uh, get together and break some bread.
1: Well, I'm in San Diego. Where are you, sir?
0: I am today in Folly Beach, South Carolina. I spend my time... Uh, between Charleston, South Carolina and and Baltimore, Maryland.
1: Oh, okay. Balmer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right.
1: It's been a real genuine pleasure.
0: Thank you, Ross.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.